My name is Anthony Capazzoli, and this is the Dismantled Life Podcast, where we share stories of hope, love, and strength from the darkness of addiction into the sunlight of sobriety. These are stories from people just like us who have lived through the pain and made it. No matter how bad it gets, just know that you can and will recover. It takes work. It takes hard work. Each week, we talk in detail about what it takes to make it, what it takes to beat your addictions. I am a recovering addict from alcohol, cocaine, and nicotine. My addiction started in eighth grade. I am now 50. I had over 40 years of very bad habits to break. I hit rock bottom hard. More than once, I nearly died. I would have left my wife and two young children behind. I've been clean and sober for nearly three years. I completely dismantled my entire life and rebuilt it from the ground up. I believe to make it in recovery, it takes a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual approach. It takes a positive mindset. It takes hard work. It takes a village. Join me weekly to learn from my sober superhero guests on the Dismantle Life podcast. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your podcast. Check me out at dismantle.life. Email me at anthony at dismantle.life anytime. Please be sure to leave a rating and review anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And let me know if you want to be on the show. Happy recovery. I'm not afraid to admit that I don't know enough about anything, quite frankly. So first and foremost, I'm excited to learn from you, dude. This is going to be so, so, so good for me. And I hope for all of my listeners as well. Cool. I'm excited to talk about it. Like you said, I very little about anything on this earth, but I can share (laughs) with you uh, a couple of things that I think I know. So uh, happy to do. Well, Warren, listen, I'm really excited to have you on and I'm excited to learn from you guys, from you about what it is you do and your integration with ketamine and other layers of recovery, which are so incredibly interesting to me. I'm going to give it to you, man. And I'm going to sit here quietly for most of it. <laughs> I, I came in for ketamine for, you know, to, to work on my mental health issues, depression and anxiety and, uh, just things that I've been dealing with. And I have had my issues with substance abuse, opiates, alcohol, cocaine, everything. And uh, what, and I was still, you know, used drinking a lot of alcohol and doing cocaine up until the point that I found ketamine. And I wasn't, I've never checked into a, a facility or anything like that. I just noticed within myself that once I found ketamine and started working on these underlying issues of, you know, depression and anxiety that, I wasn't, didn't consciously go in to stop drinking or do anything, but I just don't drink anymore. And I find that to be very common amongst people who, you know, may not present with like, uh, I need to go to rehab. I have a out of control problem, but some of these behaviors just, they're modified by the ketamine. And I think it's because they're treating the underlying issues. Now, that being said, I have worked over the past year in implementing ketamine because there's so much research that has come out since even I've started using ketamine for those things that uh, show that ketamine is extremely effective for substance uh, use disorder, for cocaine, methamphetamines, heroin, synthetic opioids, all of these things. So we have implemented the protocol into a couple of different treatment facilities. One is road to recovery down here in Fort Lauderdale. They've probably at this point put, uh, 60 of their uh, patients through. And, you know, I've gone over there to check on the progress with these people. And, you know, some of these are kids that have been, when I say kids, I mean, you know, 20 to 30 that have been in and out of facilities for 
you know, 10 years, they've been to 10 different places, nothing is stuck. And, uh, and you see these kids after their ketamine say, I've never felt this weight off my shoulders of anxiety and depression. They've just never felt that in their life, except for by using the, you know, the opiates that kind of dull all of that pain. Right. And uh, ketamine works in a different way. It opens your consciousness. It doesn't dull you. It opens you. It's opens your mind to possibilities. It creates new neural pathways around these traumas that sometimes manifest. You know, these, we can look at, at uh, the manifestation of depression and anxiety as as symptoms of complex PTSD, which are you know usually traumas that occur while your emotional development center is 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 coming alive in, you know, the ages of, let's say, 5 to 18. So ketamine gives you a chance to, you know, build new neural pathways around those traumas. And sometimes within the session of ketamine, which is a dissociative, you know, psychedelic, sometimes it will bring you directly in your mind. You can see some of these things that have caused you traumas in your early childhood. They may even be repressed memories. And it would be something like standing at the doorway of a room and watching yourself experience, you know, something that may have caused you trauma and something you may not even realize caused you trauma and watching it from this objective third party viewpoint and uh, being able to, to forgive yourself, maybe being able to forgive the person that may have caused the trauma. And you have this cathartic healing experience around it and it takes the charge off of those events. Now how to explain what it's like to lay in a chair, be administered some medicine and be taken in a time machine back to the event that may have caused all of these problems that you have. It's, it's, it's beyond words to explain. It's just an amazing thing. And, uh, and I, I know it works, you know, now we're going to, we're seeing it studied, uh, very comprehensively for substance use disorder. And, uh, you know, this stuff sh should be the uh, gold standard at every treatment facility. I'm sure if people are out to get the best results for the people that come to their facility, they'll be using ketamine. And this will happen in the next couple of years. I'm certain of it. So the experience that I've had that that's, can be interesting to your listeners is in the past three years, I've been working with Lamar Odom who was a pretty famous guy and pretty well known for his substance abuse issues and very well known for uh, falling into a coma and having 12 strokes and six heart attacks and uh, multiple organ failure. So I met Lamar a couple of years ago, along with my partner, who's made other documentaries with celebrities in the plant medicine space. Mm -hmm. His name's Mike Zappelin. He goes by Zappy. He made a, a film called The Reality of Truth, where he went down to Peru with Michelle Rodriguez from Fast and the Furious and a couple other people, and they did an ayahuasca ceremony. And, and since then, it's been seen by, you know, 10 million people, and it's yeah. really well known in that Very. area. Yeah. So he was approached by a friend of Lamar's that said, can you help Lamar, you know, with some of these alternative uh, alternative techniques? So Lamar came down to Florida. Zappi and I were working in the ketamine space. You know, we have a foundation, a 501c3 called the Ketamine Fund, where we've given four, over 400 free treatments to veterans. But we... We've been working all over the all over the space. So Lamar agreed to do uh, some ketamine treatments, and he had never taken a conscious consciousness expanding uh, 
compound. You know, he, he would use other things like cocaine and alcohol and opioids, but never taken anything to go inside his own mind, which the ketamine does. And, uh, you know, when we met Lamar, he was not in the best of shape. His diet was terrible. You know, he just just had this like anhedonia, you know, which is just a, a lack of feeling. You know, he's just skipping through life. The ketamine, after the first treatment, it turned him right back around. So we proceeded with the ketamine treatments, and then we took him down to Mexico to do this African plant medicine called ibogaine. Now, ibogaine has been studied pretty well by, by doctors in the U.S., but it's all anecdotal because it's illegal in the U.S. So this is the strongest uh, plant psychedelic known to man. Uh, it could you, could a- you put that into um, some perspective? So what, what might be a plant? based that you're talking about that would be a comparison and then give it the range okay so i so i would start the range is cannabis you know it's a plant medicine that uh you know people use very successfully for the treatment of you know multiple multiple disorders or you know just pain other things then you'd know about psilocybin which is the active ingredient in you know what people call magic mushrooms yeah so that would be like you know, a, a really interesting experience that's also being studied all over the world for for depression, anxiety, substance use disorder, all of these mm-hmm. different things. And then you have things like San Pedro and uh, and mescaline that come from cactus that are that are plant medicines that you know have their own unique properties. And then what what's really entering the mainstream now? Things like ayahuasca. Yes where, you know, it's a lot of people are talking about it across all socio-demographic groups. And, uh, you know, that you used to have to go down to Peru to, yeah. to have an ayahuasca experience, but there are Into the jungles, of- man. Like it used to be real hardcore, like Indiana Jones type shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And still some people want to do it that way, but there are places with religious exemptions in the United States. In fact, in Orlando, Florida, there's a place called Soul Quest, and he has about 300 people a weekend coming to do ayahuasca journeys. And uh, so ayahuasca would be called like the grandmother. So ayahuasca, uh, you know, comes in with this female energy and it's sort of gentle and it kind of takes you through, you know, some important things that you have to focus on in your life. Whereas ibogaine is the drunk, grandfather mean grandfather so they call it an ancestral medicine but besides besides the fact that you know this would be like a version of an ancestor taking you through some of the things in your life that uh you know that may cause you that may cause you to act in certain ways and showing you you know what you may have done wrong or what you may be judging yourself for it gives you a different way a harsher way to look at it and try to come out with an answer as how do you how you you would react in those kind of situations moving forward but what ibogaine also does is it binds to your opiate receptors so people come in off the street 20-year heroin addiction and uh what they'll do with the at the ibogaine clinics is they'll put you on a fast acting opiate like morphine to get you off of whatever you've come off the street using for a couple of days. And then once they balance your diet and balance your gut biome, they'll let you start going into withdrawal. And then they'll administer the ibogaine. It'll take you instantly out of withdrawal. And then you'll go into this really unique introspective state with the plant medicine. And then it's also bound to those opiate receptors for about another 120, 180 days. So it gives you this amazing 
analytic experience to look at your life, this introspection, and then you have like this time to reset where you no longer have withdrawals, you no longer have cravings. So in the anecdotal studies done by uh, foundations like MAPS, which is uh, the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies, uh, there's a doctor at NYU uh, named Dr. Ken Alper and Dr. Uh, another doctor in, at US, UCSD that have done this study, and they've shown that people that do ibogaine for the purposes of, of uh, addressing an opiate addiction are 70% likely to be off the opiates a year out, whereas our, the numbers in the traditional rehab world are 5%. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's tragically low. Um, to sustain recovery in traditional methods. So this is amazing. Can I ask a dumb question? Absolutely. How does the ketamine or the ibogaine know what doors in your subconsciousness to even open or what windows to even look through? Like that to me is – so maybe I'm going to answer my own question here, which is a very bad tactic in a host. So forgive me for one second. Yeah. Is it because you, you, because it's subconscious, you actually do know where the pain lies, but you've hidden it so deeply that you avoid it. So this just gives you the strength, maybe, and maybe a dumb way to say it. Forgive me for anyone listening. No, this is great. That's um, great. To, to give you the strength to perhaps peek into the window or knock and open the door and and take what it shows you to use to your benefit. Is that okay to say it that way? I think that that's a great way to say it. Like you can't hide from your own internal prosecutor. It knows where your weaknesses are. Yeah. You can't, there's no defense mechanisms you can put up. It's you doing the examination on yourself. You can't hide behind anything. You have to face it. There's no way around it. Wow. You have to go through it. But I also would say there's an intelligence to these medicines. So, you know, it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, I really believe because of the, the, because there's so many mechanisms of action, so many reasons why it's working is that I'd say there's just these compounds that are, that it's just hard to explain. They're intelligent. They have their own intelligence. Some things just don't need an explanation. Just let it be, let it work like how it does. And if it's administered safely and through process. And I think that you you mentioned earlier that there is some sustainable routines that you still need to build upon to maintain the sobriety, to maintain being clean, so it's not, this is not a one and done magic bullet, although it gives you the strength to start the process with a bigger net towards success. Absolutely. In terms of Ibogaine, you have this 120 day window. You need an integration program. What I, what I think will be, will happen in the future is hopefully Ibogaine will be legal in the United States and people won't have to go to other countries. But what I'm seeing happening here and in Canada is people are building these integration, these integration driven facilities where someone would go to Costa Rica or Mexico and have the ibogaine, then they would come here and go to like a 30 day in treatment program to work on integration, building better habits. A lot of people, you know, they just gravitate towards things like healthier eating, meditation. And these are the kind of things that, that, that may, and even 12 steps and things like that, that, that may, uh, may foster a longer term benefit or longer term sobriety. And I've seen it. So I'm, uh, I, I just know it works. You know, I, there's a doctor also down here, Dr. Uh, Jeff Camlet. He's been administering Ibogaine in St. Kitts for about 30 years, you know, does it very safely, 
does it very specifically, I think, for opiate and methamphetamine addicts. And, uh, you know, he'd be a great guy for you to speak to. But this is a this is this is a guy with 30 years of evidence wow. of how well this works. You know, there's a guy in Holland that discovered this, I think, in the 60s that discovered Ibogaine. He was an addict himself. He took Ibogaine and his cravings were gone. It was just, you know, random coincidence. For my recovery, there was the somatic or the, the, the my body's approach where I had to integrate exercise and positive physical routines. There's the mental approach where you had to be committed mentally to wanting to be recovered and staying recovered and putting the work in to do it. There's the emotional piece where you've got to deal with kind of the demons in the closet, as we talked about earlier. Then there's the emotional and spiritual layer that have to come in. Where So I think it's a multifaceted approach to recovery. And I think that that holds true for everybody. You're not saying skip steps. You're saying that this gives you the foundation you need to build the process successfully, which I think is really good, man. Because like it's this is unbelievable to me. So when they're doing the administration of, for example, maybe the ketamine to take a ketamine. step. Let's get it. Ketamine is legal here in the United States. It's practiced very widely. You know, the, the director of the National Institute of Mental Health, the former director, Thomas Insel, said this is the biggest breakthrough in the treatment of depression. So this is available now. There are clinics in every city. Uh, it's much easier going than ibogaine which like i said is the strongest of the plant right. medicines yeah the grandpa, the grandpa to slap you around a little bit <laughs> uh, it's it's something it's yeah. something the ketamine is most people would describe it as the most beautiful incredible experience of their life so it's much easier to tolerate you know you're talking about 45 minutes an hour and huge success rates for treating depression. It, this is a study from Yale 10 years ago of the treat, of, uh, treatment of uh, major depressive disorder using ketamine, and it was 70 to 80% effective. And again, forgive my, my silly questions, but so you go to get the ketamine treatment. What, what does that hour look like? You sit down in a chair and then they give you, how do they, how do they give it to you? Okay. So there's multiple routes of administration. Uh, the, the one originally studied at Yale was intravenous ketamine. So you would get a 45-minute IV of low-dose ketamine. So ketamine's an anesthetic. It's, it's listed on the WHO as one of the top 10 most important medicines that exist in the world. Uh, it's very safe. If an infant in the United States were going in for oral surgery right now, today, they'd be given ketamine as their anesthetic and uh, at 10, 20 times the dose what you give for mood disorders. So that's the, that, there's the safety of it. So th that was the first route of administration. And then people do a lot of intramuscular routes of administration. What I do now, and I have a company that does this, is we do the sublingual, sublingual ketamine trochee, so there's no needle, and you, and you can do this all over telemed. So the hat I'm wearing, KetaMD, is my company. So what you would do is, you would be interested in ketamine for KetaMD. You'd log on. You'd have you'd fill out your intake paperwork. You know, the doctor would have a look at it, see if you're qualified. You know, qualified for the medicine. You'd have yeah. a telemed uh, telemed intake like we're, what we're having right now. A consult. The doctor would say, "All right, you look like a good candidate for ketamine." Then we he'd write a prescription. You'd get one ketamine trochee or lozenge sent to your house. And then at, at, then you'd make it schedule an appointment with one of our nurses. And then just like this, again, you would take your, your ketamine lozenge with the nurse watching you via a telemed platform. And you'd have the experience in your home, in your bedroom. Wow. 
That is amazing. Oh my gosh. Not to give away any, any trade secrets or anything, but how's Mr. Odom doing? I mean, I know because his recovery is obviously he's one of the more famous recovering. Um, out there. So I'm just curious, like how is Mr. Odom doing these days compared to when you first started with, with Mr. Odom? 180 degree total different person. I mean, when we first met him, like I said, he was not in the best of shape. After the ketamine treatments and then the ibogaine, the day after his ibogaine treatment, he said, I'm going to play professional basketball again. And his trainer was with him and his trainer, you know, because you've had 12 strokes, you know, you yeah. you have a diminished cognitive function. People would say, you know, there's no there's no way to reverse that. Some of these medicines actually are uh, cause neurogenesis. So the ketamine builds new dendrites on your neur- neurons. You're building new new gray matter in your brain. So it was possible. Lamar said that everybody was like, that's not realistic. I was with him a year and a half ago in Dubai, where he played for the Filipino national team in a tournament in Dubai. He got on and played professional basketball again. I was with him this weekend in Cleveland. He's a workout machine. He eats healthy. He's in the best space I've ever seen him in my life. So this is, you know, years out. He's in fantastic shape. Wow. Well, congratulations, Mr. Odom. That's wonderful news. Um, yeah. At a personal level, I don't know him, but I'm really happy to hear that. Uh, that's yeah. great because I, I think that you put the time in and you take the right steps, magic can happen. And it's I'm embarrassed that I don't know more about the, any of this. Nobody does. It's do not be embarrassed about it. Almost every time I speak, you know, there's a community of people in the psychedelic world and it's like an echo chamber. It's the same people, <laughs> right? It's yeah. just the same. Same people, but now there's articles in the New York Times. It's it's getting there. It's breaking through. Yeah. But 99% of the people that I speak to, they've never heard of any of these things. So in the treatment world, in the regular world at large, they've never heard of any of these treatments. It's just starting to, to open up into, the, into uh, popular culture. Now, the film that we did with Lamar, I think will be a huge window into it because you get to be a fly on the wall for his treatments. And it's a guy you know... Yeah, you know what you know what he's dealt with, and you get to see this Rocky story where he goes from, you know, skeptical, not looking fantastically well, to playing professional basketball, and then he brings his father, who's been a uh, you know a long time dealing with with heroin addiction, and uh, you know currently using methadone. He brings him in for a ketamine treatment at the end of the film to kind of pass that forward, and that's a really amazing moment, and. Uh, yeah, he's doing incredibly well, as are, as are a lot of the people at the treatment facility, as are a lot of people who, who have come to me that understand my background. I'm a, I, a huge believer in 12 Steps. Very close family members yeah. of mine are, uh, are in the program. It's worked phenomenally well. But there are also people I know in, in those programs that I've been very outspoken about ketamine and these things that have come to me and said, I'm clean and sober, but I'm also miserable and suicidal. And like, if I go and tell my sponsor, they're going to, they're, they're going to say that I, you know, violated and I'm, and I have to go pick up a white chip, but I've treated a lot of those people. And I think it's added some joy to their life. I also tell people, and this is just the truth. Again, I don't know that much about the 12 step program, but you know, there was a 13th step and it had to do with psychedelics. So friends of Bill, that, that document was edited down. You know, there, there, there's a part where he found a lot of relief in, in using LSD and psilocybin. And that's there. You know, you can go and Google it. So I think that actually was a, an original part of the program. 
it, wow. it just has these benefits that that we're seeing that these these traditional modalities they just don't work well we're in this mental health epidemic some of this addiction crisis is caused by underlying mental health issues my tr my belief is most of it is I so agree. if you cure anxiety the the generalized anxiety, consistent anxiety, consistent depression, a person's need to, to go pick up, pick up is just diminished. I've seen that in my own life. I just, I used to drink every day, never thought I had a drinking problem. I knew I had an opiate problem. Yeah. And I addressed that, you know, in my twenties with Suboxone and I got off myself off of Suboxone, which was an issue in and of itself. I relapsed and had like a small, you know, small relapse, I would call it, got back on the Suboxone, had to get back off of that. And that was, you know, that was really tough. But since the, since my ketamine treatments and, and I did Ibogaine, not, not to address a certain dependency issue, but to address some of my underlying psychological issues. Sure. And I just, I just don't drink anymore. I didn't say I'm not going to drink anymore. I just don't want to, I don't want the feeling of, of suffocating my consciousness. I'd rather be open. So Hmm. It's, you know, I'm sorry if I, if I meandered there with the question, but appreciate that because it's so helpful to help people understand that may have never, ever heard of any of this before. So I appreciate that approach and kind of an open discussion around it and the moving parts, because I have so many questions for you. Maybe the, the, the way to wrap today and we can continue in future episodes, because I'd love to have you back many, many times sure. um, is where do people go to learn more? So maybe we could start with Mr. Odom's film, your film with Mr. Odom, and maybe yeah. where could they go to watch that? That'll be out probably in the beginning of February, and I, and I, you know, it'll be out on one of the major streaming platforms. I don't know exactly, but if you get on your computer and you type in ketamine for depression, ketamine for addiction, there's plenty of information out there. Ibogaine, you know, if you want to learn about it, it's not hidden. There's a lot of information. There have been major comprehensive studies on ketamine in the US. So there's tons of studies to back it up. The ibogaine will be anecdotal, you know, again, studied by major professors. It's just not legal in the US. So you can't do these large scale trials, you know, in the United States. You'll, that that's something you can go and Google and learn about right now. You know, I have people calling me all the time that say, who's a good ibogaine doctor? My brother's going to die. You know, I'll just put them in touch with people that I know and yeah. in Mexico, Costa Rica, and, you know, they're a new person uh, a week out. Where else can other people, any of the listeners find you, websites, social media, stuff like that? So I'm, not, I, I, I'm, I ha, I'm building that stuff out for the film. It's not a huge thing of mine, but uh, yeah. my 501c3, the ketamine fund, where we give free treatments to veterans – always love people to engage there. And if they feel, you know, compelled to donate, because these are guys that, you know, they come, they've come back from combat, or they've come back from deployments, yeah. and they get, you know, thrown into the VA. And, you know, they, for the most part, almost across the board have substance abuse issues, but the, at the VA just puts them on medicine. And then as, as they get the side effect to that medicine, another medicine to address the side effect. And then when that's not working, sleeping pills. So these guys will come in on 25 different meds and we'll, we'll put them through the, uh, we'll put them and pay for their, their uh, ketamine treatments. And, you know, within, within the cycle of their ketamine treatments, they'll start you know, one by one getting off of these medicines, they'll start getting out of their house, they'll start wanting to become more productive. The, 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 the clinic that we really focused on in Salt Lake City uh, to, to 
kick off this program where we did a, a lion's share of the treatment is all being run by veterans right now who have all had treatment. Wow. So it's a, it can be a jobs program for veterans. So that's a good place to look, ketaminefund.org. Uh, the website just shows our mission. It's not the greatest website. Again, I'm more about getting yeah. the mission done. I'd love to. It, it is about the content and the success of the program. Who gives a shit if it's a shiny looking website? That is irrelevant. I love what you're doing. Thank you for coming on. I know how incredibly busy that you are. And this has been a tremendously helpful not even 30 minutes quite yet. We're about 28 minutes in here and yeah. it's been my honor. So thank you very much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to come on and share all of this information, all the details, links, websites, um, and all this great content I'm going to have in the show notes and other details so people can find you and and the websites and, and everything else that they might need to do some deeper dives on their own. But this has been tremendously valuable information. This has been a pleasure. Uh, great to speak to you. I'd be happy to come back and continue to inform people. I hope some of your listeners go out and, and, and read about some of this stuff. And I ho hope this helps some people. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, Warren, I, I'm going to have you back for sure. And this has been amazing, dude. Thank you so very much. And have a great day. And tell, tell Mr. Odom we said hello and nothing but love and support coming from us. So good stuff. Great to meet you. Great to, great to talk to you, Anthony. I hope you get to speak to the Road to Recovery guys because this is a, this is a place that really had, had, the, uh, had the courage to implement these treatments after a lot of studying. It took, took us nine months to, to actually go on it. But these guys have it going. They're going to be really great to speak to within the really traditional drug and alcohol rehabilitation space to see what kind of results they're getting. Great speaking to you. We'll be excited to speak to you again down the road.